We're a bunch of unique individuals. Action. GJ. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right. And sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay. Because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. Yeah, thanks, Kirky. Not quite the intro to the Bloke Pod snippet show we were looking for. Well, look, now that I've thrown out my solution that's, um, you know, completely transformed and <laughs> revolutionised the game of basketball, I'm going to move my turn my attention to another American sport, which is baseball. Now, one of the biggest, I guess, frustrations oh. I have having picked up baseball late in my life... See, William knows what I'm talking about. But having picked up baseball late in my life versus watching cricket my entire life is the mitts. Now, here's my strategy. Here it is. Everyone, you might want to get pen and paper down take note of this. No mitts in the outfield. Just give that a moment to sink in. Now, let me elaborate a little. No mitts in the outfield means that every single routine fly ball which is usually uh, automatic out, that's it, done and dusted, is now, there's, there's that element of risk. There's the element that they might drop it. There's, it. It adds so much more interest and complexity to a ball that's popped up in the air, which you know they're going to catch. Don't you reckon? Well, that's what I think. And then, well, yeah, the second point, or it's, it's not so much the point, but it's the reason why... Um, no mitts anywhere wouldn't work is because you need the mitts for the um, for the infielders so that they can see them or the wicket keepers so they can catch the ball when it's thrown in I think from the yeah, outfield. The issue is, the issue is is that the baseball is actually too big to make that work on a on a ongoing basis. I think, but yeah, the inf- you're right. How the, does that the issue work? is the how infield- is catching a basketball well, just, say different to catching a cricket ball. Well. <laughs> and, the baseball somewhere the base- in between. Basketball, them. yeah, thank you. I was just, like, <laughs> basketball? just in case you weren't aware of that. Remember basketball? Let, let just, I'll put it I on mean, the, scale the, the infield issues. For, the, the point you made about the infield is the big reason why it's a, why it's an issue. Yes, yeah, right? they catcher, need mitts. I for can a see catcher that. in particular, and yeah. for for the first baseman as well, because mm. in essence, that's. So yeah. I can understand that for the infielding, yeah. you know, the rocketing, the throw, and that. But I just, I just think every time you see a, a shot hit up in the air in cricket swirling around in the breeze towards the outfielder, there's that potential uncertainty, the potential risk that he might drop the catch. And I think if you added that element into baseball, it would, yeah, remove uh, so much of the predictability of a fly ball and, yeah, uh, add a little more suspense, potential drama, the buzz, the crowd, the atmosphere, to what is common, uh, what is currently... Quite a, a routine, predictable. Can I introduce a new sport to the United States while we're on this roll? Here we go. What I'm going to do is uh, look, Beckham or not, soccer has really failed to take off successfully in the United States. I'm going to introduce a new version of soccer. It's essentially soccer with no offsides. So basketball. If that's what you want to call it. Are you, are you also going to reduce the nets to a much smaller size and put them up on poles? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ten feet in the yeah. air, maybe. Yeah. yeah, drop six players from each side. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's been I done. Just, 
I just think that soccer with no offsides becomes a very interesting sport. Well, why only for the US? Why are you aiming so low, GJ? Why well, not expand your horizons and make why, it a global why, phenomenon? Why the hell would it, are they trying to sell T20 cricket into the US and not the real thing? Because the US have the attention span of your average six-year-old. I apologise to all our US listeners. <laughs> Your average oh, US yeah. person has the attention span. Oh, yeah. The ones who listen to us are far from that. That's right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I didn't say above average, I just <laughs> yeah, said far, far from Far from it. Oh. Yeah, we're not going to get into the specifics of where they sit. Yeah. But it's a slippery slope. <laughs> the, I mean, look, there's an argument that you could play it anywhere, but I, I would just think that that's the kind of the starting ground where I would, where I would go it's with sort that. Sort of bold new strategies that they need. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. I've thrown it out there. There it is. See, it's fun, isn't it? I could go on and on. And Solving no, all the world's sports problems. Yeah. But I'm just going to throw that one, one ridiculous out there. Change at the and time. the other thing, United States, get on board when it comes to AFL. You'll love it. As long as we don't include Hamish McLaughlin as part of that package. That's a deal breaker, yeah. ladies. Well, I finally got around to watching that the original Call Me Maybe clip the other day. Billy feels your pain, yeah, by the way. I know. Yeah, well, there was a lot of pain to feel. Um... Again, we've we've commented on my first point previously, which is how the fuck can the Barack Obama one have less views than the Carly Rae Jepsen one? I don't get that. That's point one. Point two, she's not hot at all. Like, not even remotely attractive. Surely the sort of, you know, ubiquitous pop stars that they get to produce and release these sorts of songs should have, you know, at least some ample cleavage or ass that you can just... Smackable? Is that that a word? Let's go with that. But there's nothing there. There's no appeal there at all. So while my ears are being assaulted by her music, there's nothing for my eyes to take solace in. If there was a sex appeal, the umpire would be voting not out. The third umpire overall, is that what you're saying? No, I didn't say that. You did. I'm saying that. I'm trying to interpret what you're saying. She's, She's ugly. How does that sound? Let's go with that. I mean, you know what I mean, right? With all those sorts of songs, ugly, you've usually got, like, Katy Perry with lefty and righty quite prominent. Yeah, I wouldn't say she's ugly, but I wouldn't exactly say that she was overly abundant when it came to attractiveness. <laughs> Touché. You sweaty hairs. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, it'd be easier to split the atom than try and decipher that last sentence. But you know what I mean, though, don't you? In terms of all these... Pop yeah. stars like that. If you're going to process them... You... Usually they're very easy on the eyes, if not on the ears. Yeah. Huh? Not the case. And the third one, which riled up our um, guest commentator, Mr Archer, in particular, is there are two guys with guitars behind her throughout the video clip. There is nothing even remotely close to a guitar being played in that song. There might be, you know, a guitar stereo noise put through an amplifier and auto-tune and three different laptop programs or something like that, but there's no guitars in that. So coming from Timbo, who actually plays, uh, I think, yeah, electric and bass guitar, he was not at all impressed to see those two guys just loitering around at the back there. Hmm. Have you seen the, um, the, the Fitzy and Whipper... Pistake, as you would call it, of Call Me Maybe, which is the Australia Blokes version. No, I have not. It's definitely worth checking that out. I would probably, after I check that out, though, here's a recommendation for all of our listeners. 
watch their piss take of Gangnam Style, which is Aussie Battler Style, which is actually really funny. Aussie Battler Style. Battler Style. Oi, 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 oi. Aussie Battler Style. Battler Style. Oi, 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 oi. Aussie Battler Style. Hey, Chipton Gravy. Oz, 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 Oz. Aussie Battler Star. Hey! ACDC! I actually watched that clip for the first time the other day as well. Um, yeah. And other than what appeared to be some epic sort of cum shot at one stage, like, what was going on there? Was that snow? Was it paper mache? Yeah, I don't know. Some, things are, some questions have been left unanswered. Yeah. The highlight of the clip for me was definitely the super slow-mo scream at, at, at the woman's butt. <laughs> that, for me, that, that, that right there explains the 800 million views. Yeah. <laughs> That's comic gold. <laughs> so I thought we'd uh, ask William's opinion on something, seeing as I already quite candidly expressed my views on Johnson getting back into the side. Uh, William, what did you make of Mitchell Johnson getting to play another test for Australia? Yeah, that's right. And are you... That was you, a, ha- that seemed like a bit of a howling pain there, Billy, so clearly you're not happy about it. Yeah. And uh, what do you also make of the fact that Brad Haddon could soon be back in the Aussie test side? Oh, you shook your head that time. Oh, not a bad hands fan, clearly. Would that be right? Yeah, still not happy about it. Although I would like to point out before any, before any of our listeners call the RSPCA, we're not harming the dog in any way, shape or form. He's uh, giving his opinion on his own free yeah, will. exactly. Without any coercing whatsoever. Yeah. So if you've got some questions you'd like to ask Billy, send them in. And also, I've just been informed that his name is William H. Corgi. Now, yeah, now, as, you can hear, as you can hear, he's very upset because no one knows what the H stands for. So if you want to shoot us a tweet at Action, Action Jackson at Dan the Action Man or the Bloke Pod and let us know what you reckon the H in, yeah, the initial stands for. And uh, we'll, we'll see if it gets the, uh, the seal of approval. <laughs> You're probably the most insightful person on Bloke Pod, and you're a dog. Doesn't say much for the rest of us, does it? I want to know who the second most is. <laughs> it's probably Timbo. No. <laughs> Go back through and yeah, work out anyone else we've had on the show. I, I tell you what, I've sat there and I've listened to a couple of the Timbo podcasts of yeah. like. If we were paying you a dollar by the word, we'd get yeah. changed for a 20 every yeah. single time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, just one thing I'd like to rant about. Having been to Perth Arena a couple of times now for, for Wildcats games, we've spent $530 million on this stadium, possibly even more than that now. I haven't looked at the last figures. The air conditioning's horrible. I don't even know if it works. And I've been sitting at... Yeah, games at like 6, 6.30 at night, where it's been about 30 degrees. I shudder to think what it's going to be like when the Hopman Cup's being played in the middle of summer. I just hope that they couldn't find the button. But, yeah, I, I think there's reason to be a little bit concerned about that. And that's not even getting into the price of the concessions, which are just ridiculous in themselves. Yeah, really, I don't know what's going on there. 
just watching the uh, the Swiss ad with Ricky Ponting uh, kind of makes you laugh a little bit in hindsight when you see uh, when you see it and you hear the music ready when I say go. <laughs> well, Ricky. Bye-bye, yeah. you've gone. You reckon the selectors might have changed that to ready when we say go? <laughs> they might well have, yeah. Well, I suppose it was one test before they said go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the way he, he said, oh, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I've got the chance to do this on my own terms, which is basically his way of saying, I'm glad I'm doing this now, rather than yeah. the selectors dropping me in five yeah. days' time. I, I could see the shadow with knife. <laughs> and I figured it was time to cut town. I'm just watching the TV, and Dan's always ranted in the past about ads. Can I have a rant about a KFC ad? The, the good Charlotte ad for the, the KFC double? I'm not going to stand in your way. Awesome. Firstly, I mean, has it, have good Charlotte stooped so low? Like, it's unbelievable. I, 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 first of all, yeah, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Or do you reckon um, Joel's The Voice contract includes some sort of off-season promo work for... For KFC or the cricket? It may well, it may well. I, I, but um, given that, uh, wasn't Joel drunk on one of the episodes? Of the, well, the, the perception was that he was potentially drunk. No, I never Wait, watched he was the sober voice. on one of them? Yeah. I've never watched The Voice, so it's hard for me to comment mm. on that. But um, well, I will say this, given that the KFC ads talk about good times, I'd um, be slightly more keen uh, if Delta were the one starring in those ads. Yeah. Or maybe, Good times may, bound. Or maybe uh, Cully Ray Jetson. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I guess the more the, the more the concern that I have is the, the double burger. I think you... Uh, what did you call it earlier on? I think you... It's you like know, a deep fried turd, yeah. quite frankly. It does. How could anybody possibly want yeah. to eat that stuff? I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It'd bring about an end to the good time pretty quickly. I can <laughs> tell you that right. much. Yeah. 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 I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, ex- having your bowels extracted is... While you bleed out into your lower intestine. Yeah. <laughs> maybe for some people that is a definition of a good time, but yeah. certainly not for me. On the back of our KFC ad discussion, I just noticed then that they implore us to send pictures... Of, oh, send our good times through to the KFC Facebook site. So I think we need to, um, yeah, do a bit of a... You face move from Thirty Rock and inundate the, inundate the site with pictures of penises. Yeah, they'd probably get a little bit excited there, though. That was crap. Well, keeping the vibe of our hatred of particular ads on commercial television going, I'd like to have a crack at True Value Solar. Not just because they sponsor. Who's it they sponsor? Is it Essendon their sponsors off? I'm pretty sure it's Essendon. But anyway, I don't know, and I don't particularly care either because it doesn't matter. Their ads, I'm, I can't prove this for certain, but I'm 99% sure that for the last eight or nine months, they have done an ad saying, brand new offer from True Value Solar, offer not to be repeated. This offer must strictly end this month. And then the next month, they come out with the exact same ad, the exact same offer, and the exact same ultimatum that it's going to end this month. I'm quite certain that they've done it at least six or seven times now. So uh, we're saying True Value Solar, True Value Solar have um, managed to get themselves into the Rugs a Million category. Well, yeah. yeah Rugs a Million. I, I, I have a similar beef about Rugs a Million. I get sick of Craig Wicks coming on TV and saying, 
We've done it again. Our factory is overstocked. And you're out there thinking, man, who the fuck's running your inventory? Because seriously, I don't know how the hell they've still got a job. This is it. We're going out of business. (laughs) No reasonable offer refused. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Rugs, formerly $2,000, now $49. (laughs) Well, yeah, <laughs> the patient wonder who was paid $2,000. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you ever play, pay full price for a rug, you're a sap. Because every second month you'll see like a 70% off warehouse clearance. Or, al- or alternatively, you just go to the people that sell them at normal prices <laughs> right from the get-go. That's also an option, yep. Yeah. So you've got that for the carpets, so they're every second month. Whereas True Value Solar... Yeah. I would almost say just don't buy it because clearly they're hoping to achieve some sort of sales target and every month goes by and every month they fail to meet it again and every month they decide, hey, you know that thing we were saying about strictly can't be extended? Well, we're going to have to extend it another month. Mm. With any luck, the um, coming of the end of days, according to the Mayans, should, should bring about an end to the ads. Strictly one offer. Once in a lifetime. Mm. It, it would be once in a lifetime offer then. Yeah. If you have the lifetime of a goldfish. <laughs> anyway. Send in your ones. There's, there's there's hundreds of them out there. Yeah. What ads are pissing you off? Add the bloke pod. Let yeah. us know. Tweet us. Be another tweet on Twitter and send us a tweet. Or buck the trend and say, what ads do you like? What ads out there have you actually got some time for? That'll be a lot easier than asking people to send in ones they hate. <laughs> Either way, at the bloke pod or at Dan the Action Man. Yep, that's Make the one. Make it happen. So with the T20 season upon us in in Australia here and Dan groaning at the thought of watching <sighs> the game being raped so by... That, that was what you had in mind? Yeah, that was something good. like that. What was the phrase that the guy used at the cricket the other day when you were... Oh, some champion. Champion. We were at a T20 game and we were just, yeah, soaking up the horror. And I just hear this comment muttered a few rows behind me, which is just this guy, when someone's uh, thrown the ball at the stumps, the bales have come off and they're flashing everywhere and that. Someone goes, oh, look, the bales flash when they come off. And the, the guy's just replied... They're prostituting cricket. <laughs> and my dad almost had to restrain me from just climbing up over the three rows of seats behind me to give the guy a hug. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was spot on. You, I mean... But, I mean, your, your, your distaste for the game has, has kind of been traded off with a, with a theory you have for... You think that is the, the surefire way to success in T20... Yeah, I mean, just because I hate it doesn't mean I can't <laughs> observe things. Yeah. And the biggest thing I always notice with T20s is that fast bowlers go for a hell of a lot of runs. With the boundary rope bought in all the way, um, generally no slips fieldsman or anything like that in place. If a guy's bowling at 135 k's per hour or, or quicker and the batsman gets any sort of bat on it, as long as it beats the infield, it's always going to go for four. Compare that to a spinner. Now, all the time with the spinners, you'll just see them, particularly in the 2020s, you'll just see them bowling these darts in at the stumps, you know, certainly not tossing it up, but 95, 100 k's an hour in at the stumps, and suddenly the batsman has to generate their own pace, 
and they're also having to hit it off the middle of the bat. There's not going to be any you know outside edges going for four, anything like that. They've got to play their own shots and yeah, hit the gaps and hit the ball in the middle. So, um, with that in mind, explain the Jackson Five theory. Oh, I must credit you with coming up with the name. It is a pretty good. Well, I suppose I credit Michael Jackson with coming up with the name originally. The Jackson but, family. Yeah, but you're bringing it back nicely. Yeah. Um, well, my theory is is simply this: that I don't, I do not see the need for fast bowlers in the game of 2020 cricket. And if I was going to pick my team, I would pick five spinners. You know, potentially they can be all rounders, such as David Hussey and those sorts of guys. And I would tell each one of them, right, you're going to get four overs each. I just want six balls of darts in at the stumps. Mm. And I mean, it's interesting to see the, the... I remember the Adelaide team winning the first mm. Australian 2020 tournament based on a very similar theory. I remember Pakistan absolutely strangling Australia, yep. bowling 18 overs of spin, and mm. the two fast overs were over 17 and 19. Yeah, that's right. See, that, that's the closest we've come to seeing the yeah. Jackson, Jackson 5 actually implemented in a game. But I guess, yeah, if you just stop and think about how many times you'll see spinners go four overs... Not necessarily a wicket, but go for, say, four to six runs and over. Mm. Versus how many times you'll see a fast bowler come on with the new ball and just get absolutely tonked. You know, they'll go for 10 to 15 runs and over straight away. I think the spinners, yeah, are so much more effective in this form of the game. And I think if you had five of them with no pace, you know, no pace mm. bowlers, no chance for outside edges and those sorts of streaky shots to go to the boundary then I think 100 would suddenly become a defendable total. The other, I guess, addition that I'd make to the theory is that even if you do have, say, three quicks and two spinners and, you know, one or two of the quicks do perform okay, I think you'll invariably find that the worst figures for a team are always a fast bowler. There always seems, even if, you know, one or two of the quicks manage to keep things tight, there always seems to be one fast bowler who gets taken to the cleaners. So that's my <laughs> secondary a, argument a, to addendum it. to the yeah. uh, to the Jackson Five theory. So I guess to to summarise it, your your postulation is that uh, a team is better served having five spinners in their team than any quicks whatsoever. Uh, and in, if you are going to have a quick, he's generally the guy who's going to suffer the most when it when when it comes to the batting. Yeah. And, I mean, it'll also bring up the average IQ of the dressing room by about 15 to 20 points, not having any fast bowlers in there. I think the final reason, I believe, for the fast bowlers in effectiveness in 2020 is their inability to not pitch the ball up. The number of times you'll see a fast bowler bowl a short ball in a 2020 and it just goes for four or six every time. Every Yeah, it's, it's uncanny the way they just continually pitch these short short pitch deliveries in at the batsman and get picked off. I think if you are going to play quicks, then they have to be bowling in-swinging Yorkers like Lassith Malinga, slower balls, mixing it up. But more importantly than anything else, pitching the ball up in the, batsman, in the batsman's half yeah. and not letting them get on the back foot and cut or pull anything I think away. The, the problem, the fast bowlers who genuinely perform well in the T20s have something they either have something very very unique about what they do, or they're very unpredictable in what they do. It's because you know, as you say, the batsman 
are swinging for the fences, but they're, they're swinging off the fences because they're taking a pretty significant educated punt on what mm. they feel is going to happen with regards to where the next ball is pitched. So it's the guys who who generally are a little bit more unpredictable or think more about their craft who, as quicks, who are the successful quicks. Mm. Malinga is a perfect example. He probably ticks both boxes in that his action is somewhat unique. Somewhat. So, <laughs> so, like, if you haven't seen, if you hadn't seen him or seen him much, working out what yeah. he is actually doing is, is, is difficult to work out. But the thing about him is, is that, you know, he can bowl a short ball. He has an excellent slower ball. He can hit his Yorkers right in, in the right spots yeah. as required. So he has all of those components that make him unpredictable as a bowler. I think the Yorker is the biggest one too. I mm. think it is, it's terribly underutilised in both 2020s and um, One Day Internationals, in fact. I think if you're bowling five out of six Yorkers in an over, even if the batsman knows they're coming, mm. they're still very difficult to get away. The only problem is that most bowlers don't have that control and that ability to hit it in the right spot. It's very hard to hit a Yorker for six, as my dad used to say. Mm. Yeah, well, your dad's a very wise and insightful man. (laughs) But I think Malinga is one of the few bowlers who has that ability to bowl the Yorker, Mm. bowls it often, and bowls it accurately. Yeah. But I I think the the, the Toyota Corollary, to to your argument, is, is that... If you have to make a choice between a spinner, an average, the average spinner and an average quick, you take the average spinner 100 times mm. out of 100. And I was also going to ask, you talk about the quicks who are successful. Well, besides Malinga, name five other fast bowlers who have been successful in 2020s. And it's well, very difficult to do, whereas if mm. I said name five spinners who've been successful mm. in 2020s, you could rattle off, you know, Arjmal, Brad Hogg. Um, Michael Beard usually does very well. Um, Johan Boita is another Shahid one. Shahid Afridi, John yeah. Mendes, yep. Sunil Noreen. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I'm sure Swan's got a pretty good record. Yeah. So that's just off the top of our heads there. We, you know, maybe come up with 10 straight away. Yeah. Whether or not successful is defined by wickets, I don't think it is in 2020 because I think you'll very rarely hmm. see a side get bowled all out unless they happen to be the Perth Scorchers. But in terms of, yeah, their economy rate and, yeah, how difficult they are to get away, I think the spinners are definitely, definitely on top. Well, that's all the pieces that we have for this puzzle. We'll see you next time.